0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Ask Ben W, Um, the video series where I get to tackle exactly one question as I walk from my parked car to my office in Denver Public Schools. Um, Today I am trying something a little bit different. um, By broadcasting live uh, Ask Ben W, um, and seeing whether or not this conversation uh, can be a little bit more two-way than it has been. Um, Today's question, though, comes from uh, one of my favorite online collaborators, and that's Wes Fryer. And he had a really great question about whether or not uh, student videos, the kinds that are created in the classroom, whether or not they are uh, ripe for posting to a classroom YouTube channel, And whether or not they should be posted with uh, a public uh, designation or if they should be posted as unlisted and this is something that I've uh, thought about a lot recently um, because we have a lot of teachers who are recording their classrooms and putting them up online and they are doing that as a part of project cam opener um, which gives a a video toolkit and some supports for teachers to capture and reflect upon their practice um, within uh, within their own classrooms and then share them throughout the district and we've talked a lot about whether or not you should post it publicly or you should post it as unlisted now these are teacher created videos but they are very much with students on camera and so because of that there are a lot of really important um, conversations that need to be had. The first of which is whether or not um, the students have given their permission or the the parents of those students have given permission for those teachers to put videos of of the kids online. And we have an actual uh, very specific uh, permission slip. It's actually an opt-out permission slip um, for the students so that they can uh, get parent permission, or the, the, if they are, you know, obviously 18, that the, they can sign it themselves. And that takes care of sort of the issue of whether or not they should be on camera. If they have not given that permission, if the parents have not given that permission, then I don't think it's appropriate even to do unlisted. Um, I feel as though it's, it's really only appropriate um, to do a, a private video between a few people, YouTube allows you to, you know, share things only in a, you know, with a few email addresses or something like that. So once you have the permission side of things out of the way, I think then the conversation becomes really just about whether or not the content that is on the video has a, a broad purpose. Is there a purpose in sharing it more broadly? or? Does that video uh, need to have a more narrow scope? Are you sharing it just within your own school district community? Or is there a broader um, shareability and, and discoverability need? Uh, because obviously public videos are searchable and people can, um, can actually use, use them to spur further learning. And so I find that whenever possible, If there is a broad learning purpose, I'm going to try not to die here as I walk across the street, um, then public is the way to go. And then unlisted, if you have a a more narrow purpose, um, uh, then unlisted is, is the way to go. But one of the things that you can do with unlisted videos that I find really valuable is creating a public playlist of unlisted videos. And so you can actually create uh, a chronology of unlisted videos that you can embed and sort of tackle without having to make uh, that video searchable. And so you are curating for others at that point, and it becomes a lot easier for you to say, this is the, the video that I want to have uh, searchable and displayed, you know, any, anywhere that you want. Um, you can create that playlist and it makes it a lot easier for you to actually contextualize it because you can put notes on that particular video so that people can understand, you know, what, where this comes from, you know, and what was going on in the particular video clip, even beyond the description on the video. Now, Wes's uh, question was more around the student video, and I think this goes for teachers as well, but one of the big things... That I think we should be pushing ourselves to do is not create a single channel for our classroom, um, but rather to encourage students to have their own channels or to have their own spaces online, rather than saying I'm going to consume all of the learning objects into my one teacher channel. Let's let the students actually own that process, and then you are the curator of those things. You are creating the playlist of those unlisted videos, and they can share them, um, you know, accordingly, but they are starting to build their own portfolio. They are starting to build their own, you know, database of all of their learning. And so I think overall, the way in which I approach, um, the way in which I approach The public versus unlisted versus private is very much around the person who is creating the video and whether or not they feel a sense of ownership, a sense of agency for that particular piece of work. Um, And if they do have that ownership and agency in the creation of that video, let them put it up themselves and let them decide whether or not it's unlisted. Uh, or public, and then you decide how you are going to promote that piece of learning, how are you are going to share that piece of learning. So that's how I'm thinking about this. Um, the one last thing that I will say is that YouTube uh, just enabled in their advanced settings uh, the ability to blur out faces within a video. So if you're worried about the permission side of things, um, you can blur out faces. Now that may not be a, a good idea for, for some folks, um, but in the cases where the video content is really great, but there are a couple of students' faces on camera, and you're not sure whether or not you've got those, um, those permissions for those videos, then you got to really make sure that you are, um, you know, doing your due diligence to... Uh, to protect their identities and to protect um, to protect those kids. So, that's my answer for Ask Ben W., the very first Ask Ben W. live. If you would like to ask me a question, like Wes Fryer did, please use the hashtag W. and I will try and answer it uh, at another point uh, as I walk from my parked car to my office in Denver Public Schools. I hope you have a great day of learning.